0: Welcome back once again to the Sweet Podtato Podcast. I am your host, one of your hosts, Rick Larson. Uh, and with me is my other host.
1: I'm Rebecca, your assistant host. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, uh,
2: the other, and I'm the other co-host. I'm the assistant co-host,
0: Jose. <laughs> nice. And today we have a very have special a very episode, episode special. for you, where we attempt to figure out our favorite, favorite Muppets. Favorite.
1: Yes. What is this? Okay. Um. He his the logo for his improv company is um, in place of where his face would normally be, and I was asking Jose how he did that so that I can also do it, but since I don't have an improv um, company of my own. I'm going to post my favorite Muppet, and not only is he my favorite Muppet, but it's the Muppet that I identify with the most.
0: Um, uh-huh. Well, the fact that I heard a pronoun in there.
1: Yeah. Just, as soon as I said the pronoun, my first guess I was, was like, was going to
0: be Janice." But oh, really? I was
2: also going. I was also just about to guess Janice, and what? I think Are you serious? It, I know. So so okay. So do I off give up Janice? You vibes? Thought
0: process. I don't know. Okay. Really do, but Janice is a great Muppet. So
1: she's so yes. great.
2: So she's so first, great. My first instinct, my first instinct was, uh, animal, because who doesn't love animal? Oh, and, but, yeah, it's uh, true. I do love but, animal.
1: He's my second favorite.
2: But when you said that, not only your favorite Muppet, but the one that you most identify with, I th- had Janice pop up. Uh, in my head, I think because oh. uh, she's just kind of laid back and like very oh, cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, that's Rebecca, nice. Rebecca, AKA Underwear Eyes, I'm so embarrassed to, that you now know that I think you're cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, that is super embarrassing for you. I'm surprised that you're still talking yeah, to I, me right now. I think that's probably <laughs> close burning to- with <laughs>
0: That's probably close to what my thought process was as well. And there's something that's about the super fact nice. that you can't see her eyes that I think uh, oh. is uh, is telling. Oh. Um, I oh well,
1: I that's kind of quick because the because yeah. the my favorite Muppet does have a deal with it with their eyes. Like that is part of
0: oh that's for part me of their part of their okay. appeal.
1: Yeah. Is, I guess um, we can just say has.
0: So, oh,
2: you, is it Sweetums?
1: No, no Sweetums wait, is who, a good guess. Sweetums. Too. Isn't that Sweetums, Sweetums Rolf's? Uh, no, Sweetums, Sweetums is
0: the giant. The giant. Uh, oh, yeah, Sweetums, Sweetums is the giant. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's not Sweetums.
0: So, to preface my get, my real guesses, um, as a kid, as a child, I always identified with Gonzo the most. And then maybe wow. Bear, a little bit as I got older, but
1: okay, I see definitely,
0: definitely Gonzo was how I saw myself as a kid. The second thing is I learned literally like last week that Dr. Uh, Doctor T mm-hmm. is highly based on Dr. John. Mm -hmm. and then i could not unsee it (laughs) like i never guessed (laughs) my entire life
1: i don't think i learned that until after i moved here to new orleans
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and dr john is like the mayor right
1: pretty much yes yeah 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 Yeah. the mayor that we uh would vote for
2: uh dr john is most notable not only for being a new orleans uh artist uh, musician and whatnot, but the singer of the song uh, that is the theme song for the 1990s uh, NBC sitcom Blossom.
1: <gasps> I didn't know that.
0: You didn't know that? That is such a,
1: a great that. piece of trivia. No, is. I,
0: I 100% thought you were going to say his other TV credit, which is the PBS Curious George.
1: Oh, wow. Check yours out. Really? Dr. John. I
0: don't
2: remember oh, that game song now. Huh. I didn't know that. You know, what's funny, though, is you mentioned um, Curious George. And you're, to, uh, so that was the one that was, like, made in the, like, late 90s or 2000s or something. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, mid-2000s so in the
2: i don't either late 70s or 80s i remember there was a curious george like a series of videos and i don't Mm. feel like i saw them via the library or something but they have a (laughs) it's a very gentle song and uh Mm. i will uh subject you to my uh not great singing and it's like uh curious george the curious little monkey <laughs> and then there's a the melody and then wow. the curious george the curious little monkey
0: that's the yeah that's the <laughs> curious george i grew up on and uh, really the sweet. movie you remember who did the music for the movie <laughs>
1: uh the jack
2: jack Jack Johnson?
0: It's Jack Johnson. Yes. <gasps>
1: oh yeah, that was Jack Johnson.
2: Yeah, oh. all I could all I could remember is like it's a guy who's, a barefoot. Guy who's barefoot. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he actually is barefoot, but he he strikes me as someone who walks around barefoot like all the time.
0: He, yeah, yeah he's he somebody definitely who drives is. his Volkswagen yeah. van while barefoot.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And wears like this straw fedora. Hats, mm-hmm. I feel
0: like. Yes, yeah. and all of his meals are cooked over a trash can fire on like a, <laughs> beach, a very expensive beach in Santa Monica. That sounds right. That's what I know of Jack Johnson, and probably all of that is wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jose, which which is your favorite Muppet? And or the Muppet you relate to the most
2: uh I they're both the same. Uh,
1: oh, okay, I
2: am okay. a so I'm going to say it and then I will uh, uh you know uh expound uh grover from Sesame Street. Aww. now here's so big huge fan of grover uh yeah. and definitely um I think reflects my most inner true self probably. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I find that people get uh, get like weird about like, wait, that's a Sesame Street character. That's not a Muppet. And yeah, no, that's a I Muppet. Know, yeah, yeah, it's a mu- it's a Muppet to me. But I feel like there are some people who are like, no, they don't. They're they're not a Muppet. Uh, and like their only exception are the uh, you know very few crossover characters like Kermit.
1: Kermit. Yeah. No, there's tons of Muppet like. The Fraggles are Muppets. Um, The Dark Crystal Creepy away things are Muppets. Like there's Mm -hmm. the Muppet family is huge.
0: It is. They do make a distinction. Yeah, because the Ned, the um, the I think it's called Ned is not a Muppet, although he is a Jim Henson character. Oh really? Uh, Wait, Ned from Fraggles. no, Ned from, it's a new Disney Plus show from maybe two years ago. It has a lot oh, okay. of like uh comedy people on it. People oh, i never it. Like, I think heard Eliza Skinner was the head writer. Head writer. Earth to, Earth, I love Earth her. To Ned. Yes, Earth to, Ned. Earth
1: to Ned. I love her. I think she's great. That, yeah, she's a head writer. That's, funny, that's, that's awesome. Funny.
2: She's yeah, Eliza. Well, yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned Eliza Skinner because, yeah. like, I literally, like, I've followed her on Twitter and Instagram for years, mm-hmm. and one of her posts only, like, I finally saw a post come up in her, her in my feed, um like last week for the first time in years.
1: Wow. Um,
2: oh. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why uh Instagram is suppressing Eliza Skinner,
0: but i'm here to break the truth to you yeah yeah free, free
1: eliza. eliza skinner yeah
0: yeah she also she also has a new podcast i'm just gonna plug other people's podcasts now um, <laughs> she and the art do you know the artist brandon bird he's also yes. oh yeah
1: didn't he used to work for pixar
0: may oh maybe that's the wrong first name no, oh. Brendan Bird is the guy who paints like very realistic oil paintings of like Christopher Walken building Optimus Prime in his garage.
1: Oh no, I've never. And there's another one
0: called um, "No One Wants to Play Sega with Harrison Ford." <laughs> it's family all playing. Uh, I'll I'll look up that <laughs> and send it to you guys. So it's one of my favorite things in the world. And behind that, they're all playing the Nintendo, and behind them, dejected, is Harrison Ford.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at some of these yeah. now. These are great. I think that looks, I think, like Sam Watterson. Like he's got it.
0: Oh, yeah. He has a huge. He also made an art car honoring Jerry Orbach. Oh, wow. And, nice. Um, yeah.
1: Big LA Law fan. And or did not a LA law? Started. What's it called? Uh,
0: oh yeah, it's and uh, order. order. Yeah, did a did a Kickstarter to travel around the country and do portrait, do paint pictures of all of the remaining Sears locations.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> did he did he make enough money? Like was he yeah, able to yeah, do Yeah, yeah. There's
0: a book of his paintings of Sears. Um, That's incredible. So he and we really have live a in an amazing together. country. <laughs> Yes, we oh. do. I need to make sure that I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be sad if I have to edit all of this out because I have the wrong people. But no, he and Eliza Skinner have a new podcast, like less than a month old, maybe two months, hmm. where they uh, watch movies on Canopy. Hmm. And review, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I've only yeah. listened a couple of a handful of episodes, but it's pretty great. They're pretty funny.
1: I saw I saw something about that on probably my Google feed a few okay. days ago. And yes, that does yeah. sing, sound very cool.
0: Yeah, I might have sent it to you because when I found out about it, I was like, this is the most amazing thing and I don't know if I know anyone that I can tell it to. So I may have sent it
3: to
0: you. <laughs> that was, it's really um, great. I was like doing
3: that. cool. And,
1: like, <laughs> No. He's really talented. He these are these are great. It's I mean, talk about somebody living their dream. You know what I mean? I mean,
0: yeah. I'm just I guess I'm just my, speculating
1: that this is his dream, but like,
0: and, yeah, What else? Yeah, right. He has yeah. If he's living, he's living my dream. If he's not living himself, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> my possibly my favorite one of his though is a little boy on Halloween wearing a. Um uh, oh god what's the actor's name shoot um uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman
1: uh, Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> But it's like a it. store bought one <laughs> Yes it's store bought and it says Magnolia <laughs> on the front of it <laughs> That's really great. It makes me giggle every time I see it or even think about it. I
1: used to want to have kids and then like for Halloween, I would tell them, um, I'd be like, okay, this year you're going to be, um, NPR's David <laughs> <That's>, Yes,
0: <laughs> I worked so hard when my now like 24 year old son, when he was about 11 to 13, I worked <laughs> so hard every year to be like, come on, this is the year that you're going to go as Kenneth from 30 rock. Right. And he's
3: like, <laughs> <"Well, maybe." laughs>
0: really, but I never, we never followed through on it but he, was, he very much at that age would have been the perfect Kenneth. Yeah, that would have been awesome.
2: Uh, so I don't have kids, but I feel like that's, you have to kind of uh, do that. Uh, let's say before the age of four or five, uh, yeah and just dress up and choose to and uh, when they have like very little agency <laughs> or awareness of what Halloween <laughs> or that they should be excited about it to make their own choices
0: Very yeah very, very true <laughs> it's true although if if you follow my Instagram you may have caught that this past Halloween my daughter went as butter
1: I don't think I saw that photo.
0: We we, we got her like a cheap yellow tracksuit from Amazon. (laughs) And I drew the markings for the measuring of the butter (laughs) and and wrote all the nutrition facts on her back. And she went, she wore a yellow beret and yellow stick of butter.
1: That's really cute. That's really cute.
0: Uh,
1: Oh, that's a real good one.
0: Very, yeah. She has a tendency to like start around April. It's like, this is what I'm gonna be this year. And then it will change probably every three weeks until like a month before, <laughs> nope, I want this now. And, uh, but this year, Butter came up in the middle of the summer and it, she never got talked out of it. And so she was Butter. <laughs>
2: uh, that oh, reminds shit. me, oh wait, no, you mentioned, you already mentioned this, uh, I believe that. and So now it's now all circular thinking. Um, because yeah, you mentioned yeah, this Philip Seymour Hoffman Halloween cool. costume that mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Bird. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would, I would go as that. I would wear that. <laughs> it, oh, I don't follow
1: you on Instagram. I just learned that I don't follow you on Instagram, but now I do. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. I don't. I never check my Instagram.
0: I so. yeah, I tend to post stuff and then not check on it for days and then feel like oh this is a photograph I have a I need to put the like if it's a photograph I go there first
1: yeah see I don't feel like I'm great like I feel like I'm better through text I don't I don't feel oh we've had this conversation I feel like like you guys I feel like you guys are really good with photos and good with like oh doing stuff with photos it's funny or engaging I don't have that talent I'm I think I'm just strictly text which is just a dying art form like I hardly ever check my Facebook um or post anything on Facebook for that same reason
2: yeah that's you know it's funny because uh because I do like to take photos of sometimes random and ridiculous things for a while I don't know there were so, there were times when I was like oh this would make a nice nicely composed photograph uh, but now <laughs> most of my most of my Instagram posts are just uh flyers I've whipped together for improv shows I'm doing um but I it's it's I do uh I do miss the uh the golden years of Twitter and because <laughs> of I don't know uh actually so you know we're all aware of how Elon Musk has uh tweaked and changed Twitter uh mm-hmm. mostly for the worse um right. but like like one of the big things that uh that he did and maybe maybe Twitter would have done this eventually at some point but uh they cut off access to third party uh apps oh, to, that's uh, right so like yeah so I really dislike the, uh, the, you know, the Twitter app, the actual official Twitter app. Um, so yeah. I use this one, uh, actually two apps. I would use this one app called echo phone. And then this uh, and uh, tweet bot and, uh, oh, okay. and uh, yeah, both are like, so uh, they're just well-designed and way simpler. And none of the garbage and none of the uh, recommendations and, you know, tabs that you tap on and you're like, why is it showing me this? Um, But (laughs) they cut off access to that, um, like either uh, late last year or earlier this year. And I've just totally not been on Twitter much. I've only uh, logged into the actual website um, like a handful of times in the past, uh, like four or five months only Mm. to post uh post flyers uh, yeah yeah post to post flyers but also to post uh you know to to uh troll people that i dislike so um, uh, so yeah it's weird because twitter you know twitter was my go-to for like little weird thoughts that entertained me at least Mm -hmm. Uh, and now i yeah and and now uh, I've actually uh, I had signed up for Hive, um, which mm. is very Twitter-like, um, but it's just really not gained much traction. But in the past week, I've been posting there more because there's just I don't know. I had the Instagram is just doesn't uh, you know there's no there's no text-only option there.
0: No, that's true. Yeah, interesting. I, um, I um, yeah, I also yeah, signed up I for Hive, Jose, I think you and I, I think, or, well, I think you are the only person I'm following, person and the only person following me, me oh. so I haven't <laughs> even opened it. Um,
1: The Hive yeah. of one. Yeah.
0: But I also, I still have a Mastodon and a counter, and occasionally I will think like, oh, I'm going to put that on those as well, and for a while I was getting like a handful of like replies or notices but lately it seems like i'm just throwing them out there and they disappear into the ether like oh i could have just said that out loud <laughs> said that out. That's the same. That's the impact on the world it might be uh reflective of my attention seeking uh it if i'm not getting attention for it
1: if my dopamine doesn't go up for Mm -hmm. um really shallow reasons yeah i don't know uh, mastodon seems like needlessly um complicated like
3: yeah like you
1: only connect with people through similar interests is that am i getting that right like it's not like twitter where you can just follow anybody you have to like sign up for like specific
0: topics right no you can follow anybody but you're not all on the same server so it can be harder to find people yeah it's it's
2: complicated it is i it's complicated and i also kind of agree or i get what they're doing because the whole thing is like uh because i actually was on uh or signed up for a few uh mastodon uh instances which are kind of like channels or whatever um I actually signed up like five, six years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, there are some there are some really good ideas that Mastodon has. Like as far as like individual posts, like um, I mean, one one I I don't think that the uh, character limit is a, is as rigid. I feel like it's like five hundred characters, which is not my favorite thing because mm-hmm. I like the original one hundred forty characters mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. But um yeah but Mastodon had like had cool stuff like uh for lack of like you could uh kind of have like a spoiler button so you could post uh mm. either like spoiler stuff or like if it was something that like you know might <laughs> you know might trigger some trauma in someone you could mm-hmm. put a warning and then they would have to yeah. choose to tap on to see your message uh or if Oh you that's cool. That, yeah, okay. if you're posting some sort of photo that is either is explicit in any way, whether a terrible car accident or uh naked bodies, right. you can you can kind of have like a, a spoiler thing so that people that it doesn't just automatically pop up in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um and, and there's some cool. and then yeah, and there's some other cool things that they do on an individual post level, but like it's complicated because the whole idea behind it is like, uh, we want to have this open open source uh, way of very similar to, or trying to be very similar to Twitter, but not having everything centralized and controlled by any one business entity or organization, uh, which is why there are so many different, uh, it's like having uh, different flavors of Twitter uh it's or different (laughs) twitters it's like if you had it's like bbc1 bbc2 bbc3 um and you have to and yeah you have to kind of choose uh choose which uh mastodon instance to be involved with and you can be involved with you know multiple ones but yeah that's uh, that's where it starts to get complicated Yeah,
0: the the best thing about it is also kind of the hardest thing about it, like the worst thing about it, so.
1: Interesting. I used to like TweetDeck, I used TweetDeck for a long time because it allowed you to like follow different, like have different, like there's film Twitter and there was like Phoenix Twitter. and. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I, I used Hootsuite for a while, but I don't remember what happened. Like they, I think they went to like a paid model, and then all of the things that I wanted to use were uh-huh. to pay for, and um, and I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: TweetDeck was awesome well, for I think, that. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I loved TweetDeck, and uh, yeah, the best the best version for me was. The uh, was when it was its own uh, app or program, and like it would, co- like it would pull from you know obviously the Twitter website, but it was like its own application that you could uh, you know uh, customize to however you wanted, and then they, uh, gosh, uh, you know after several years of being successful, they got bought by Twitter, and then Twitter was like, why don't we, uh, why don't we make it so that people have to log into tweetdeck.com and they have to do TweetDeck oh. through the website or least, as oh. far as I remember maybe maybe it went down different but like mm-hmm. it just became not as <laughs> not as good um and uh yeah so I think the moral to, to the story about everything is that anything that you like <laughs> will eventually either uh, be ruined or die
0: needlessly. <laughs> it's so true because it, I remember when like, the punchline for all of these things was that they lose money and they're never going to make money and how are they ever going to make money? And then they would switch to it being an algorithm that decides what you see. And suddenly, they have all the money in the world and the thing itself... <laughs> she like oh yeah? Now
1: that's true. But that's true.
0: I think I have probably probably, between Twitter and Facebook, I have probably spent maybe thirty-five dollars in the last twelve years. So if they don't respect my opinion, it's probably why.
1: Same. I'm trying to think of what I ever shelled out for.
0: Oh, I know. I oh, I, I, I bought. I was in. At my old podcast was in a comedy festival. We had a live show, and I paid Facebook for a twenty-dollar <laughs> ad to show my show flyer to everybody in the world. And I got so many more. <laughs> Likes and thumbs ups and stuff like that, and exactly zero of them came to the show. So,
1: oh,
0: that well, stinks. Yeah. yeah, that stinks. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh,
2: I've I have used Facebook for advertising, so I do think that because uh, I got on Facebook like. I want to say 2009 or 2010, which is mm-hmm. was later than most of the people that I knew. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, yeah, because of to advertise for shows and uh, festivals like Ghost Fest, I have I've probably over the last oh god I was gonna say the last 20 years, but I guess more like 15 or 14 years, uh, maybe like 70 bucks over that amount of time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's Uh, like, I don't know. Paying, paying for advertising. uh, It it turns out that you have to advertising and marketing requires skills specific to that thing.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, do you mean specific to marketing or specific to the industry that you're marketing to?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Probably both. But I just mean like uh, kind of similar to uh, similar to what Rick found is like, hmm. yes, it gets, you know, uh, paying for Facebook advertising and, I'm, and even, you know, Google ads or whatever. Like it will get that stuff. It will get your uh, your content or ads in front of eyeballs. But if it's something Mm -hmm. where it's like uh, taking the step where someone either pays for something that you're selling or shows up to a show that you're doing, like that's Mm -hmm. always uh, kind of a crapshoot. So I feel like that ends up being something that like you would have to both be good at strategizing how to best spend your money to actually have any kind of return on investment. Um, And then like also like, uh, you know it seems
3: like
2: you know it seems it seemed like to me growing up i was like advertising that doesn't work on me but now you know as an adult I'm like, oh yeah oh, yeah i totally remember when uh actually uh so uh rick earlier uh showed us on his uh, on his screen the this like twisty uh, what is that snake called? The twisty. Uh, it's I, like I, it's like a Rubik's cube, but a snake. <laughs> but and there's no particular like there's no particular like goal, right? As far as like. Yeah, I, yeah, the, I,
0: I the basically side. turn it into yeah, I turn it into a little prism, and then I turn it into a uh, like a ball, and then I turn it into a snake, and so I just go back and yeah, forth back between and those all day well I'm yeah a,
2: so it's like a collection of little like collection of geometric solids uh like mostly like pyramids and you like twist it mm-hmm. around and like at its you know at its uh and its original state i think it comes like like uh, almost like completely straight like a snake and then like you twist <laughs> it and turn it and whatever i just remembered when uh when we showed it on screen uh there was an ad in some like mid 80s batman, comic, batman book comic book that had batman, batman twisting it turning it and trying to figure it out and that uh-huh. was like the advertisement and i it totally worked on me <laughs> as a kid cuz i wanted one <laughs> and i think you know like 2 years <laughs> later my parents relented and bought it for me or something.
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's yeah, it's, very it's, it's very true very true That we all think it doesn't work on us, but that it it
3: works
0: magic. I know that it works on me. Like I have straight up like
1: watched a commercial for like Sonic and like turned off the TV and watched to Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, it totally works on me.
2: Wait, are there Sonics in New Orleans? Or are you talking about there any, aren't? When but you've been I was
1: specific, I was specifically thinking of when I lived in Phoenix, and there was I I lived over on um, Dayton, over like on Seventh mm-hmm. Street and McDowell, and there was that Sonic uh-huh. around the corner. Oh yeah, and um, yes. I would just walk there. It took like three or four minutes to walk there. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so, that's, true. I that's. I don't food watch. advertising does work on me. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't claim, it, I, can't claim otherwise. But I probably would still eat it even if they didn't have the ads. So yeah. makes you makes you wonder.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, McDonald's the the hold that McDonald's had on me as a kid. Like we didn't eat there all the time, but it made mm-hmm. me want to eat there all the time uh because oh, yeah. of all of the happy Happy Meal stuff and then special toys and promotions and this and that. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't want to say that I go to Sonic a lot, but I do enjoy having the app because it's way, I don't know, there's something about being able to order on your phone. And even when I'm already there, like because uh, mm-hmm. you can you can put in an order via the Sonic app on your phone and mm-hmm. then drive to where you sent the order. But I, like, it's just easier for me instead of <laughs> poking around their the weird, you know, clunky touchscreen that they have. Or, oh, actually, no, mm. I'm I've given them the uh, benefit of the doubt of having higher technology that that they do than they mm. do because uh, at the Sonic kiosk things that you pull up to, you have to press a button and then you talk to a human, and okay. I find that. Yeah, and, and like I find that like I just find it easier to have a whole menu in front of me and be like, oh, I like this and I want this, as opposed to someone, because like looking at their menu on, you know, and the little drive drive-in kiosk thing that they have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot. It's a lot, it a lot of info.
1: It is a lot of info. Their their menu is huge. Yeah, it's like a deli menu.
0: Yeah, I I live really close to a sonic and I had this in my old house with because I lived between two McDonald's and I have a some amount of shame around it but I know that I live by a bad sonic
1: okay you telling us this <laughs>
0: When I, yeah, when I lived between the two McDonald's, I knew which one was the bad McDonald's. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, so I've come to the conclusion that the Sonic that is by my house, I don't know if I should out them, uh, but the Sonic by my house is only good for um, the the ice cream, the Sonic Blasts.
1: Oh, dang.
0: And I sometimes go dang. for that and then get tempted. Like, ooh, that popcorn chicken looks real good on the menu. And then I remember when I got the popcorn chicken, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And so it's, really the ch- like it's the, Isn't it the training one? And you told us about like they gave you like oh. a hamburger or something. Oh, that, that was, was Jack
0: like... in the Box. But yes. Oh, that Jack was, in the Box. Right? Yeah, that was a Jack in oh. the Box.
1: When i was younger my mom entered me into a b manager of mcdonald's for a day contest oh that's and amazing yeah it was really fun <laughs> like um i got like my first paycheck um it was like five dollars and they gave me a tour of mcdonald's and i got to go behind the counter and i got to go um i got to see like everything they have down there and i have to tell you if they're ever does happen to be like a full-blown apocalypse and everyone's leading and stuff mcdonald's is the place to go like i highly recommend you break into a mcdonald's somehow and then try to like lock out everybody else because there's like a city down there they have like this underground bunker they have like all these classrooms and like (laughs) there's it's just it's huge every mcdonald's is like huge underneath like it's like double the size of what you actually think it is they have food for days like it's just Mm -hmm. it's incredible like the whole operation
0: is just yeah they're really more of a real estate company these days than they are in actual like their their revenue from their restaurants pales in comparison to their real estate holdings um, oh,
1: that makes that makes well, a lot of sense. Yeah. The
0: Waffle House, Waffle House is so good at like disaster recovery that <laughs> the government oh, no. uses them as a metric. There's like a Waffle House index. And, like, if oh, i heard
1: that. If yeah. The, if
0: the Waffle House is closed, then humanity is screwed. <laughs> but if the Waffle House is open, <laughs> they will bring people from other locations. Staff the <laughs> Waffle House so the people who live there can take care of them, their families during the disaster. The disaster. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. wow! Yeah, Waffle House. Waffle I don't House. think I've
1: ever actually eaten at a Waffle House.
0: Oh, what?
1: How? I know it's crazy. I know. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like, I'm well. I don't know.
2: I don't think I've Phoenix, ever actually
1: done it. They're not ubiquitous
2: in Phoenix, and as far as no. I can tell, they're like uh there may be like i think there's like only one or two at most three in the in the actual city of phoenix and they're all like the only ones i can think of are in the west valley and uh and then like all of the other ones are uh in the east valley but like right. just like near the uh you know too far from Uh, from the freeway or highway. So it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, they're not exactly, not like you're going to run into them kind of randomly and catch them on the way to something. Like, I feel like every time I've gone to the Waffle House, it's been like, hey, it's been usually after midnight, usually, (laughs) and most times after 2 a.m. And and been like, oh, uh, what's open? And what would be good? It's like, oh, we should go to Waffle House. And then that ends up being uh, a little bit more of a trek than going to a Denny's or IHOP.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That sounds right. While you were saying that, I was like, oh, wait, I know there's one right here. Oh, I know there's one. Yeah. There is one right off the 60 in Nasa. But it's kind of not super close to anything else
1: i'm almost i know that i've been in a waffle house i've just never eaten there and it's always (laughs) been like i was supposed to like like i was sent to like go pick somebody up there or like (laughs) i don't remember the the circumstances and i know it's happened more than once like i've i have found myself in a waffle house where like there was a task of me like i don't know maybe dropping somebody off or (laughs) picking somebody up (laughs)
0: yeah it it was definitely a late night staple of like teenage me but i know i went there when my sons were very young and um we had an experience where we went into one it was on the west side and we went in and sat down and just nobody acknowledged us for 25 (laughs) minutes and so we got up and left and every time we would drive by it, my kids would be like, oh, there's the awful house.
3: <laughs> they, would never, they would never be like,
0: no, it's fine. Let's go to a different location. Or it was just weird people that day or whatever. And they, <laughs> like, hilarious. Think, to this day, I don't think my sons have eaten there. But I, I know oh, I ate there so once last year, last year during the weekend of the Phoenix Improv Festival. Nice. Mm. The last time I've been, I know. Waffle House. I
3: know. Uh,
2: it, it's funny because it's like I feel like going to a Waffle House, but not eating there is kind of like going to an art museum and just like hang out in the lobby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's just like I, I mean, because it's like the main, the main, the main purpose of a Waffle House is to feed you, uh, right. but I, I right. totally believe. I, I also can see like uh having to retrieve someone from a waffle house and uh mm-hmm. not having uh, not having the time uh or the inclination to to actually sit down or eat or have the yeah. chance to because it's like uh, there's a specific purpose for picking someone
0: up from a Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem like the kind of place where people would get stranded. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. When you go yeah, in, definitely. you look
0: around, and a third of the people in the building are probably stranded there. Yeah,
1: oh, Absolutely. And they're like it. all the waitresses. It's always the waitresses, and they're always crying, and the whole place smells like... Like I don't know, like meth. I guess that place is really sad. You guys, this is too sad to eat. It's so sad.
3: Yeah,
0: but I, the corned beef is pretty good. Yeah.
2: Well, what's fun? I just realized the the one uh, I think the most accessible uh, Waffle House that I can think of is actually uh, near the Arizona Mills Mall. Um, right. That's is, the only one I know. Yeah, it's uh, but the and I've been there a couple of times, uh, and uh, that's been fun. Uh, a because the food is fine, um, but like it was also practically next door to, uh, God, it used to be called Tiffany's Cabaret, and now it's like, Christmas oh Cabaret yeah, or vice. And so yeah, the times that I've I been there that uh, have. Yeah, I've totally been at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, when it, mm-hmm. when a lot of the dancers would, uh, would you know, obviously done with their uh, their dancing shifts and would come. Shift, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and have, and, and either, yes, work their Waffle House shift or work <laughs> their food.
1: I was just about to make that joke.
0: Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Yeah. I, yeah, I... I forgot that I remember that that place existed because it's right on the border to Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for years, for years, there was always a picket of like three people. Like we don't want this, this business here.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From... Uh, oh,
2: uh, the... Wait, which business was being protested? Oh, the at the house cabaret, at the yeah, R- cabaret. R- okay.
0: not not the wall. Oh, okay.
2: Because <laughs> there are probably legit <laughs> reasons for both.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's true. But right across the I always
1: the- thought, the- I always wanted to see those people because they were always in front of that building that's on like Indian School and um, Central across the street from Park Central. And they were always hmm. um, protesting something. And I was like, oh. God, it'd be so great if one day you drive past and they're holding a sign that says, Boycott Phoenix, um, like Phoenix signage. And <laughs> I don't know, whatever <laughs> the name of a signage like yeah. place would be.
0: An official but sign. But it was always making, something different. And they're all yeah, the official sign. signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs>
1: It always seems to be the same people that are protesting, and it always seems like they're protesting a different like business right there on the corridor in that corridor
2: uh, I'm get that's george Soros his paid uh his paid operatives uh just protesting uh anything that George Soros is against <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's such a wild gig like mean, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, that's crazy you know. Because I've I've gone to my fair share of protests and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, when I've seen conservatives be like, well, they're paid protesters. And I was like, wow, I really missed out. Like, I was just doing <laughs> it. Yeah,
1: doing yeah. it. <laughs> I was, like, flooding myself out
2: for free. Uh,
1: and, Which is just being and, fueled uh, by my passion and my heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, the almighty dollar making mad money
0: just protesting and yeah it's so it's so wild too that people um that make that argument are also like any other time like oh well you know it's oil companies need to be greedy that's just how lot like Greed is good, and then it's like, oh well, I would like some money. No, you're now now greedy. <laughs> teachers are greedy because uh, when teachers are greedy. That's bad. But when oil executives are greedy, then yeah,
1: that's that's good.
0: That's golf clap time.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just realized, Rebecca, did you ever reveal who your favorite Muppet is? (laughs) No. I didn't. I
3: I didn't guess. I was
0: was like, I wonder
1: if he'll notice.
0: (laughs) My my original joke answer was Lou Zealand, but. um,
1: I don't know. Wait, oh, is he the one with the fish?
0: He throws fish, yeah. But yeah that, i was going oh. to guess that one simply because no one likes lucy Good one.
1: <laughs> yeah nobody liked him
0: nobody's favorite muppet
1: it's kind of yeah. sad to be like the gonzo of muppet like like because he he and gonzo i feel like have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. um but he is just really not liked in a way that Gonzo thinks he's not liked but is yes, really beloved. Gonzo
0: Gonzo's yeah. character is to be unliked, but everybody likes him. Mm-hmm. Whereas right, exactly.
2: Ooh. is what if, what if what if they were made to be uh reflective of each other's inner view of themselves? Oh. Oh. And like what yeah, and what if there's someone out there who is actually like who we think we are and we are actually how they think they are on the inside
0: whoa, whoa. that's deep that is deep <laughs> especially
1: um, after i heard that you guys think that i'm like one of you said it, like janice and then who did the other person say that i was the muppet that i was uh
2: at, well, at first I thought animal, and then I oh,
0: and then when you yeah. and then Janice, yeah. The the hint that's a good one because I realized is it Bunsen Honeydew? No,
1: no. I wish.
0: Okay, I'm cool. gonna count that as my official guess though, so I'm I'm eliminated.
1: But it it made me realize like how diff because I was like, well, I wonder if I asked my boss like who like I bet my boss would say Prairie Dawn like you're Prairie Dawn. And oh. i guess because i really act like i'm very prairie dawnish around my boss you know because <laughs> he's my boss and i guess i guess like every every muppet i must be like every muppet to somebody yeah i am every to like muppet. A, a person <laughs> it's true um, oh wow
2: what if the muppet what if the muppets were created so that people had what if every muppet that exists Mm-hmm. is actually a reflection of some aspect of ourselves that represents us to other people oh, yes
1: i like us yeah. i like this so i wonder rebecca... who i'm like link heartthrob hogthrob <laughs> too like you know the 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 actor this the pig actor that's always in the mystery oh, yeah, yeah. like pigs I'm from, pigs from space. space like
3: yeah
1: like yeah. who like somebody out there is just like wow rebecca is like link hogthrob but <laughs> who would that so be Rebecca, who is that person
2: that's Rebecca who is, who is who is your guess on your favorite <laughs> yes
1: we'll
0: what tell you if you are correct my guess
1: my guess um, actually okay I can do this because like I feel like the way that I come off to other people
3: uh-huh. um
1: I feel like I feel like animal is a good guess um, not that I'm necessarily like that crazy, but that I'm, um, well play drums. Um, I guess that's more of a th- important thing to me than it is to like my friends. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I guess just like a little chaotic and like up for a good time. Um, yeah, I would guess animal, but like in reality, it's, it's somebody, it's like the opposite, like. Is it it's st- totally the opposite, and then the, yeah, it's Scooter. Oh I, wow! Yeah, I feel Whoa. like yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm Scooter. I I relate to Scooter the most. He's like okay. super low drama. He's mm. um, he keeps everything running. Like he's very detail oriented. He's um, I don't know. He's just like yeah, really about I- his job. He's good at his job, but he's not like a diva about it. he's in the show business but like is not interested in being a performer even though low-key he is a performer which is very meta and very strange Mm
0: -hmm. um i think too that over the course of the muppet show they kind of changed his character a little bit because i know in the early episodes He was a little bit of, like, his uncle owned the theater, and he wasn't. Oh, that's right. But then as time went on, they just made him, like, the voice of reason and the competent one.
1: I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. I don't think I've seen a lot of the early, early Muppet shows.
0: I So, Claire, my 12-year-old, is, like, Mm -hmm. a Muppet scholar.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Wow.
0: All this information. I'm actually... Trying to <laughs> talk her into publishing a Muppet Zine.
1: Yes, that would be so, she, so cool. I would subscribe. Watched,
0: she has watched all of these like YouTube videos about like obscure Sesame Street Muppets that were on for a year or two, Um and then fired wow. Telly the monster Telly. Oh yeah,
1: I remember started. Telly. He was
0: called Telly because he had rabbit ears and he oh. he watched tv so much that his eyes were red and bloodshot and kind of I, I kind and of
1: remember just, that
0: they retired that version of him and then brought him back as the one that that they use now but <laughs> so yeah she can tell you like the 50 wow. most obscure muppets and so i get yeah i get a lot of my muppet that's knowledge cool. from her but that's <laughs> cool several years ago, I think before she was even old enough to know what they were um, at I can't even remember now, might have been at Disneyland. I bought like a box set of season one and so the the celebrities are a little bit more obscure started getting more famous people as the years went on. So the clips that you see Mm -hmm. with like Vincent Price or uh, Dolly Parton or or those um, came later when they had more cachet so
1: that's cool but mm. yeah
0: I think
2: that, um, I think that um, our, one thing that reminded me of though was like you uh, remember on Sesame Street the character of Don Music
0: yes. yes no
2: he was a he was a character who uh, oh, so Don Music played piano and was like a songwriter and the the vignettes that they would show on Sesame Street was him struggling with writing a song and he would get stuck and very upset and then he would smash his head against the piano keys and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, out of frustration or whatever and uh, as, as someone who uh, writes here and there Uh, I can, I totally feel that. Uh, Actually, that definitely, Don (laughs) Music definitely uh, represents an aspect of myself in some way. But they basically had to, I don't know, I don't remember if they phased him out a little bit, because I don't, I don't think he's been on in like, on Sesame Street in like 20 years. But, like, uh, they basically were, they basically had to, they either stopped having him or featuring him, or they, like, had him chill out because kids started mimicking <laughs> his behavior they were <laughs> and being frustrated and banging against things. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. I just looked him up, and I do remember him. Although, in my mind, I had conflated the, the banging of the head thing with Rolf. I thought that Rolf did that but oh. it was Don Music.
2: Wow. Interesting. The, the only the, the combinator there is piano.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And
0: some of Rolf's know. songs were super dark. Super dark. Oh, so dark. Yeah. So dark. Wow. Yeah. I actually don't Very remember soft.
2: his songs.
1: They're really depressing.
0: Yeah, he I has one that. called I mean, yeah. Me and You and George. And about walking through the park, and we were in love, and George was with us, and then George fell in the river and drowned himself. <laughs> wow, that's one of the lyrics. Uh, that's funny. one about uh, like why do onions make me cry when I never heard an onion? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's that one's less dark. Although he does talk about lots of. Committing lots of violent acts to other foods. You
1: know. <laughs> One thing I like about Grover is that like, he's not just really cute and cuddly. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, he's also very, um, I guess like impatient with other people's stupidity or like, cause yeah. like in all the scenes yep. where he's the waiter, um,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: He is like really earnestly trying to do his best, but like the guy that's ordering um, for whatever reason, some stuff is going wrong and he's just always really trying to do his best, but like he gets really frustrated that things aren't going well and um, whether it's like the cook or just whatever, it just, I don't know, there's just something about Mm
3: -hmm.
1: the, like he's not just cute and cuddly, he's, he also has this kind of like dark temper um and like gets frustrated really easily (laughs) and like (laughs) but he's also just like such a people pleaser
0: and i think yeah it's interesting too because i think his super grow in the super grover ones he's slightly different like he's he still gets frustrated but he's kind Mm -hmm. of the incompetent one in those although i think he was incompetent in a lot of the restaurant ones too like that that blue-headed guy just wanted, like, a normal <laughs> saint.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. He was he was an incompetent waiter at times. But he was always just trying to do his best.
0: And that's true, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was often not his fault. Agreed.
1: There was a period where Big Bird, who's not one of my favorite Muppets, but it's mm-hmm. he's a great Muppet yeah um, I always was he first bad. became friends with Mr. Snuffleupagus and they were best friends and nobody mm-hmm. would believe that Mr. Snuffleupagus existed yeah. and like
2: yes.
1: that drove me insane as a child I was just like because oh they like gosh. they accused yeah. him of lying they didn't believe him and like you as the audience knew what was going on and this went on I felt I felt personally this went on for a long time. It was like years. years. It was, yeah, yeah, it was years, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like for years people are like thinking that like Bert Big Bird is either a liar or has lost his mind. And it was so frustrating. And then hmm. one day they finally decided to let Mr. because be seen by everybody. And um and like I finally got to feel some relief um for poor Big Bird. But it was that was tense. That used to really stress me out a lot.
0: I, I could see it. I I feel like that is a memory I have, too, of being frustrated too much by that. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I don't know, kind of thinking, like, oh, me and Big Bird have a secret together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice.
2: yeah. I feel like it, was that I, I maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like that was an actual change that they that the uh, that the writers decided to do uh, because because it was like kind of like because the idea of like a, a kid character having an invisible friend is very cool because it's like a lot of kids grow up and have invisible mm-hmm. friends or whatever uh, but I think they uh, they realize like oh we're basically invalidating kids uh, kind of. <laughs>
0: maybe yeah yeah Uh, with how interesting
2: uh, reacting and they're like i i think that might have been why uh why snuffy became why they actually chose to then show him and then like actually feature him and everybody could see him but like uh but i'm i don't know if i'm remembering that correctly
1: that's interesting yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That
0: would be worth. I uh, know. I think it was something like that. Like maybe a lot of kids were having your stressed out reaction by it too. Like just see him. Like some of that is fun <laughs> for kids like that. Like ah, yell at the TV and be like, he's right behind you. He's right but,
3: behind
0: you. Um, <laughs> but maybe yeah, maybe that got, went on. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe it was just. <laughs> hard to come up with more scenarios. Like scenarios. that's like, true. They have to really How be to hide that, him. That. Yeah
1: yeah that's a good point yeah because he's huge i mean not to body shame but like that's a big animal <laughs> yeah
2: right. well if yeah. if it was a change where they're like you know what we should show mr up, i guess that could have been the joke is like oh that nobody else could see him but it was this big gigantic uh wooly <laughs> mammoth type <laughs> thing and uh that's really silly that people couldn't see him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's true yeah Yeah. he would
0: like they should kind of choke where he like stood behind a very thin tree (laughs) (laughs) like what was wild was it
1: like it wasn't just him that lived In Sesame or on Sesame Street, it was him and his mom, who was even bigger than he was.
3: Oh yeah, she was an
1: adult, and they lived. From what I remember, they lived on top of one of the apartment buildings. So, like, I don't even know how they got up there without people seeing them.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And I just, I just remembered my what my thing with Snuffleupagus was. Was I just remember being so soothed by his voice as a child? (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, it was I really need to talk
0: to me like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: I yeah, it's like if Snuffy and his mom/family slash family were living on top of a building in New York, like where <laughs> where were they pooping and how did <laughs> they Great question. Great question. Where? an question. Because like you move into it's an true. apartment and In New York, and you're like, "Oh, there's rat poop. Of course, there are rats around.
1: Well, I mean, it could explain why he befriended bird. Like maybe he made friends with bird and bird would like dispose of his and his mom's poop, like like surreptit- oh. surreptitiously somewhere like wow. nearby for him we're 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 like that's why case. we saw them,
0: yeah, meeting just- up. Yeah. Does anybody else remember Big Bird's real name?
1: It's no. not Big Bird.
0: No, he has a. I just learned it the other the other day. And he has a name. He has a name, and he is written as a six year old.
1: Right. I knew that.
0: Uh, hmm. His scientific name is biggest canarius. Could <laughs> have sworn. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm not finding it now, which makes me I think Did I... we learn it
1: in Sesame Street or like in like follow that bird, which is the saddest movie ever written. Oh, I just worse. And it's so sad. I don't think I ever cried that. hard.
0: his birthday is March 20th.
1: Oh, he just had a birthday. He ju- he must have turned um six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're also, they're
0: also six. I think that's they're right. Yeah, six, I think yeah. Elmo, is yeah. Elmo is younger. And then Cookie yes. Monster, younger too, maybe? Okay, um, I'm conflating two different stories because I can't find. I found some nicknames for him. His grandmother, <laughs> called him, uh, grandmother called him uh, Grandsonny. You know what I'm thinking of? <laughs> you know Who has a real name <laughs> is Cookie Monster. Oh. Uh I'm
2: gonna take a guess on his name. I'm gonna guess that Cookie Monster's real name is Earl.
0: Earl. Yes. They had a show them. they had a show that. Yeah. There was a you guys remember when there was like fake outrage about how, oh, they're gonna make him turn him into the salad monster and oh kids can't have anything and everybody's too yeah. old. My joke at the time, I <laughs> already changed it once because when he debuted, he was the cigarette monster.
1: <laughs> okay. That's great.
0: I am striking out on the real name of Muppets. So Is it? Probably something that I. Drink. Was
1: it Alistair Cookie?
0: Oh, that would be good. Oh, that was his name on Muppet Baby oh. Dinner, right? oh uh, monster yeah, piece yeah. theater okay uh, yeah. his name is sydney sydney monster wow really
1: he doesn't look like a sydney
0: yeah i don't know it says alias sydney monster alistair cookie arnold and wheel stealer so maybe these are characters that he played i'm gonna have um, to ask Blueberry.
1: i don't remember i don't remember um sydney his character sydney in fact i don't remember him other than the monsterpiece theater i don't remember him playing any any characters but um
0: yeah but I, sesame I street has
1: had a long life after i i kind of
0: this is true i know one. they just did um they just oh he i'm looking at the references on his wikipedia page <laughs> I just realized how ridiculous that is. But one the, the source, ref footnote three, reference three, is, called, hmm. is from a tweet from August 2010 that Cookie Monster made where he tweeted, Me wasn't born with name Cookie Monster. It just nicknamed that stuck. Me don't remember me real name. Maybe it was Sydney.
1: Oh. <laughs> Wait, so wow. she, is he... Are we to are we to take that as like he doesn't even know, and he's like guessing, or like that's?
0: Yeah, that's that's a great question. I don't know. Interesting. But I yeah, that was that is something. If Twitter dies tomorrow, that I will miss is that the Muppets all <laughs> that individual. Uh, Twitter. That account was one of me. the
1: things I was really yeah I was sad to learn that Elon Musk had. Um, Had like killed a bunch of the robots because like some of the robots were some of my favorite. Yes, uh, parts of Twitter. Like there was in real early days, there was this bot that would like reply to you and say, "I'd buy that for a dollar," and I I would kind (laughs) of use I would kind of use Twitter as almost like um like um a slot machine. And every time I'd hit tweet, I'd be like, okay, I wonder if he's going to show up this time. <laughs> and That's then I'd hit tweet, not. and like, sometimes he'd up, and sometimes he wouldn't. But um, I really liked that bot. That was a good bot. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I followed a couple that I really liked for like three days, and then I'm like, okay, this is annoying now. like oh, yeah, for sure. Or uh, there was one, the cartoonist Michael Cooperman had a pilot... And a comic strip called Snake and Bacon. Mm. And Snake would hiss and bacon would speak entirely in like wrap me in a paper towel so I'm extra crispy, kind of like bacon fact. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so the the Twitter bot would like twice a day tweet like yeah, like uh I'm good on a sandwich with mayo and tomatoes.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> One time a friend of mine and I tried to make a, it wasn't, it wasn't automatic, but, um, but we tried to make a, um, it was a Twitter profile. It was a Twitter account called, I think tweet lunch. Cause like the joke about Twitter was like, why would anyone care what I want when I'm eating for lunch or something? Or people just like posting yes. what sandwich they ate for lunch. So our, our Twitter account was tweet lunch. And um, every day at lunch, we would ask people like what they ate for lunch that day. <laughs> that's
3: <laughs> fantastic. And, yeah.
1: and our photo was just like a, um, it was just a sandwich. <laughs>
3: like, oh, that's great.
1: <laughs> and, And then we would um, we would retweet them. I think is what we would do. So that if you followed Tweet Lunch, then you were like at lunchtime, you're always getting getting photos of people. Oh, that's great! It was great. That was really fun. What's
2: what's wild is uh, remembering that Twitter didn't even that for. At least three years, Twitter didn't have its own way to post photos in a tweet. You yeah. had oh, that's right, a, a service like uh, uh, like tick. Tick. Yeah. or or wife wife uh, frog. I don't know if anybody remembers. Oh, Yfrog. that's right. Um,
1: I remember wife frog. Uh,
2: yeah. So uh, it, yeah. So I, I mean, I think one of the the coolest thing about early Twitter is that a lot of the things that became, you know, that Twitter became known for actually came from people having to come up with their own solutions for how to do things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, it it wasn't uh, the at, yeah, the whole, you know, because now using an at with a username for uh, a social media, you know, website or service or whatever is pretty common, but like that was because people would like Twitter somehow early Twitter did not realize like, Oh, people are going to post stuff and then people are going to want to reply to what other people post. Uh, And so people would reply and then tag people with, I don't, uh, I'm sure you can find it on Wikipedia. um, But someone Um, decided to like, well, if I tweet at, and then the username, then uh, then, like, people will hopefully see. I don't, I don't even know how, because like, it would not, you know, when when whenever this person started that, it's not like it would notify you that someone tagged your username because that wasn't even a function. So that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's you, like you just yeah somehow uh, it was used to try to catch your eye. So in case. Uh, someone you were interacting with replied to you back and then twitter uh i think within uh, within six to nine months was like oh yeah let's make that an actual feature and the same thing oh, with I didn't know that. yeah same yeah. thing with hashtags oh, yeah. is like there was no uh, i think you could search stuff on twitter but i don't think that there is a way uh for me i don't know i would have to look up look up the history of hashtags but it was because it's like oh I, i'm you know posting this this post about a specific topic why don't i mm-hmm. you know tag it with this uh which used to be known as the pound sign and uh that will be a way that oh, people right. see the tweet mm-hmm people see the tweet will know what it's about, I guess. And then at some point Twitter was like, oh yeah, why don't we make it so people can easily search the hash tags and also we'll make it so that within the tweet you can, it it shows up as a link and you can click on it and see other tweets that have that tag.
1: That's cool, I didn't know that. That's neat.
0: Yep. I, I yeah. hesitate to tell this story because it didn't happen but maybe i'll <laughs> cut this part <laughs> and we can make people think that this account existed back in the day but jose will remember i think um that i don't remember if we were talking about it or why it was on our minds but remember the account that eventually became a tv show that was called mm. My Says? yeah yes yeah and yeah. One, day, one day, I believe we were, in Austin, we were in Austin, and I just decided that <laughs> oh, I was. Oh, to go. stuff my dad shit. Going to get objects from like the thrift store, and <laughs> put them in the toilet. You're like I can't believe this. This afternoon, my dad get this bowling trophy.
3: That is so great. Uh, I, I feel
2: like I do vaguely remember that uh, you mentioning that. Oh man,
1: that's really funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: that's yeah. That was also yeah. Early Twitter like the fact that like people were getting book deals and tv shows off of their twitter accounts and the Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that they the kind of you know content that they put out
1: i liked those days because you would hear that somebody got a tv show or a book deal and that and you'd hear it through twitter and then for like the next three days it was just people trying to like trying to think of Another one, you know, so, but we were <laughs> yes. all doing it because we were all <laughs> jealous of that person. <laughs> yeah. And it would happen for like three days and then everyone would get really sick of it. And then it'd be no more until you heard about the next person. It was great. I really liked the cyclical. Yeah. do you remember the people that would um i forgot so you could um connect your phone number to your twitter account i guess i think you Mm -hmm. can still do this and instead of like using the twitter app you could like just text your um you could just text your tweets to twitter and they would show up in in Mm -hmm. the twitter feed and there were people who didn't realize that they had either people had like signed their phone numbers up for them, or they had forgotten that they'd signed up for Twitter. Oh, and- wow. They would just yes. so like their entire Twitter feeds would just be like, leave me alone. <laughs> Who are you? Yes. Quit.
3: Oh my quit, gosh.
2: Quit,
1: quit quit sending these to me. Unsubscribe. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I remember that. Oh man. Oh, yes. I don't remember that, but I did that. I had a flip phone for like the first four to five years I was on Twitter. And then when I got a smartphone, my typos increased like 150% and I could not figure (laughs) out why other than it was just so hard to sit down and type out something (laughs) that I agonized over it. And I almost never had typos until I had an iPhone.
1: (laughs) I vacillate between being an earlier adopter of things or being like super, super, super late. And I had I was really late to um, predictive text with flip phones.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: Maddie, my friend Maddie had to teach me, and it was right before we all got cell phones. So there was just this very narrow sliver of time where I was like killing it with with my um, with my predictive text um, skills. And then all of a sudden, everybody switched to cell phones, and I was really reluctant because I was like, but I just got good at this one skill. Like, I just, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really great at this. I'm so fast. But eventually, I, I, got, a, I got a BlackBerry,
0: so. I, yeah, I got BlackBerry. a BlackBerry way late. Like, we found mm-hmm. some on eBay that were, like, that were like super, old. super old, and we got mm-hmm. them, and we like, this is the world. Uh, and I don't even remember. Somehow we had a lot of like twelve of them, which is a, a <laughs> giant sack of blackberries. <laughs> I loved my Blackberry. I still like, miss oh, my BlackBerry. Yeah.
1: I think that was my, next to my the Nokia brick phone. I think my I think I miss my BlackBerry the most. Hmm. I feel like that's a Whit Stillman poem or something. Next to of course, God, America, I. Who? Who? Which poet does that one? next to oh, I
0: don't know. um
1: but no i do i miss my blackberry the most hmm. or my nokia brick phone
0: next i'm, I'm uh, I, I think it's my the, motorola razor
2: i I, oh. actually, I never i never had a motorola razor that had service on it but somehow i have two of them in, in like uh at home in a box um uh-huh like somehow I either found them and never found who they belong to or I like I don't know how I don't can't remember how I acquired them but they are really cool. Uh and I remember that was like the that was definitely I never had one uh you know when they were kind of contemporary but like I remember wanting one because I I did have the Nokia brick phone. Uh I'm gonna guess and I'm gonna look it up though. Ah, uh, that the that that, uh, that the famous Nokia brick phone was a the
3: 5200,
2: uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, or the 51 or 5710? 50, no, no. Uh, in any case, the Nokia brick phone. Uh, that was the one that I rolled with for the most part. Uh, and like, like tons of people had it and then like, you could cus- customize it with, you know, uh, different, uh, face plates and whatever.
1: Oh, but, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I remember one year, uh, and this was like, oh man, this was probably 2000. My mom decided to get me a cell phone for my birthday. which was odd because i never i hadn't i didn't want one uh, at Mm -hmm. the time because i was just like i I always thought like oh this is really like i don't need to have a phone on me all the time Mm -hmm. um and uh and for some reason she she decided to get one for my birthday and and it was like oh well that's cool that's nice and uh, and I never, like I you know I used it occasionally but like not like you know it, it definitely was not a smartphone and it was definitely not as good as a the the Nokia, uh, the Nokia phone thing but like uh, it was on MCI WorldCom which was a telephone uh, uh, a telecommunication service that like <laughs> did terribly and ev- eventually went out of business and got bought up I'm sure by AT and T or whatever. Um, mci but the one thing that yeah oh yeah Uh, the one the what i remember though is uh my mom like my mom at one point said that she was she would like take care of the bills, and then
3: like
2: three months later she was like oh here's i don't know why you haven't been getting these but here's the bill for the phone (laughs) oh (laughs) was like had to pay for it and then like I think oh my gosh. Like, well, this is, I'm not I'm not even I'm not using really using it really. enough to justify pay and it, also MCI WorldCom was like super expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. I mean, cell phone service then was was super expensive anyways, but it seemed really yeah. stupidly expensive. And so I think I either canceled it or I just was like, fuck this and stop paying and they probably, you know, sent it to a creditor or something. But I just right. remember uh, being like, because it's like I don't know, like uh, I don't know. That that was not typical of my mom's behavior to be like, like yeah, and "Now I've screwed you with like, uh, you know, seventy-five dollars uh, per month, which was expensive back then. I mean, it's, it's yeah expensive now, but it's, it's yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: that's funny. I used to do this um this bit where i'd buy somebody a book for like a birthday gift or a holiday gift or something and on the first page i'd write i hope you like this gift it's due back at the library on monday <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> and i thought it was really funny and i guess it's it's kind of funny but i did it for a really long time
2: i like it yeah mm-hmm. I,
3: I, uh, I would be happy. Something,
2: I, so yeah. that reminded me of a thing that I used to do. Uh, so one thing that I used to do was like for people's birthdays was I would buy a sympathy card, but then, <laughs> chain, you know, just like uh, either scratch some stuff out or leave it as is and just. <laughs> like say happy birthday and then you know have the overall mood of sadness be uh, the, uh, the main the main sentiment
0: yeah we I, I had a job one time in an office that was constantly sending around a card for so and so's birthday or so and so's yeah. baby or so and so and so we joked about getting rubber stamps because go, happy birthday stamp <laughs> Uh cute baby stamp. <laughs> hard for your loss stamp. <laughs> happy
1: retirement. Yes, happy
0: retirement. No, I remember but right before I got a smartphone, I had a razor and then I downgraded for some reason. I don't know if we went to a cheaper company or what, but I had this way less impressive flip phone but i really liked it because it had a spring so you you didn't you didn't have to like un, you didn't have to like unfold it to talk you would hit this button and it would spring open like a star trek communicator Ooh. so enamored of that i didn't care that like, i couldn't play games on it i couldn't do anything else i'm like look at this i have a star trek phone <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was looking a few days ago, I was looking, I was like, there is this game I remembered on a phone that I, that I had. And I couldn't, I was like, there has to be a version of it now. And I looked and I couldn't find it. And finally I just found myself playing like the web version of it. And I was like, this is the saddest thing that I think. (laughs) 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 The, um, The game was called parking lot. And like, when I played it, it was just like rectangles in a square, and you had to like move the rectangle. Oh, yeah, yeah. The rectangles were cars, and like you had to get your car out. And the web version is like actual cars, and they're different colors, and like it's all rendered in like three D. And I was like, yeah, this really sucks. I really wanted to play like the basic pong version of this, but
0: the you just can't make version, it anymore." Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I bought my. I bought a car that it was just a rectangle because I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I want to play my rectangle car. So I
1: never got. You guys were talking about the the Motorola Razor and you guys both. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you both had one. I was jealous because when that phone came out, I was like, I was like, that phone is only for like kids who are like on the OC, and I'm not like that, so I can't have that phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. Like, I probably, yeah. I probably did not, but I do remember back when I was teaching in the mid 2000s, and mm-hmm. students would find out that I had a cell phone, and it was like finding out that I had like a tail. Or
3: <laughs> I can't believe my teacher
0: has a cell phone. Like it was, oh, they thought of it as just a thing that teenagers liked, like grown-ups don't. Oh, like
2: that's phones. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. They can use <laughs> they can use any phone they want. Why would they need one on them? Um,
1: yes, exactly. They can just put their hands up to their head or grab a banana and <laughs> act like it's a phone. Yes. Uh, I
2: don't know that can, can do anything. Me, uh, I the first time I saw a uh, a teacher outside of uh, outside of school, uh, one of my teachers. Um, I was in kindergarten my teacher uh, was Miss Gambless and I saw her at our neighborhood's thrifty store coming out and it just blew my five-year-old mind (laughs) or four yeah five-year-old mind because I was just (laughs) like I like I was just very confused because it was just like (laughs) and and now looking back it kind of it makes a little bit of sense because it's like as a kid, you only your only context for these adults who have dominion over you is that they are in <laughs> they, they they are in school. So yes, <laughs> so I, I thought that they lived there or something.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. All I know yeah, yeah. is that
2: my my teacher was there when I showed up and they were there after I left. Like I didn't know yep. any better.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: No, that is a very common belief. We used to make fun of even teenagers. Would be like, "You just think I like, I, like sleep in this door, <laughs> don't you?" you, don't, don't, you don't, it doesn't occur to you that I have a life.
1: It is disconcerting to find out that they like they walk among us and yeah. and they eat. There's a Leave It to Beaver episode where, like, where the beaver um, has this, the same experience. Him and his friends see their teacher at a park having a picnic and it just blows their minds and they're like hiding behind this tree and she's there with like i think her fiance and they're having a picnic and just staring at her and they they're like she eats (laughs) 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 They so they were like disgusted and like amazed (laughs) like just really thrown just really blew their sweet little minds that's adorable it was really cute
0: yeah yeah so i have a proposal Mm -hmm. that we record a super uh quick intro
1: okay Oh.
0: okay i put that at the beginning and then this whatever this fourth episode is like a special (laughs) episode that's just who's your favorite muppet
2: (laughs) (laughs) maybe in all of our talking i may have forgotten but did you name your favorite
1: Rebecca. Oh my Muppet. Yeah. Um, um Rick guessed it. It was it's Scooter. Scooter's my favorite. He's oh, that's right. the most that's reliable. Right. Okay. And, yeah, yeah.
0: And and most so we reliable. Got, Rover, and I don't know if you said mine. Maybe mine is still Gonzo, but it, I've come to appreciate Fozzie Bear in a way. Mm. And I, I always loved Fozzie Bear, but he was never my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. He's I think- good.
1: I see him for you. I see him for you. Uh,
2: yeah. I I really uh I think Donzo was always my favorite on the actual Muppet show. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so so for sure, I totally get that. And Fozzie, yeah, I think Fozzie it like I definitely uh appreciate uh his uh his dedication to the art form
0: of comedy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and like
1: think, the fact that he's like so vaudevillian and like he's just he's really old school.
0: Yeah, I think as a kid, I didn't want to accept the fact that you could be bad at comedy <laughs> because, because I had too much writing on it. <laughs> but I do think that at least over the movies that I like and this show that I like, Gonzo rarely gets to be like a three-dimensional character. He's always kind of a kind of an outside yeah, or like a punchline figure. Yeah, that's true. Although I will yeah. say I will I will go to the mat for this belief that Gonzo is the best dressed moment. Yes.
1: Um no. I don't know about oh. that. That's part of the reason I like Scooter so much is his really cool green sateen jacket. Like, okay the, yeah classic. that is
0: that is great but some of gonzo's suits are uh
1: well that's true muppet Babies um gonzo his outfit's super cute it's says little red overalls mm-hmm. um that are really adorable um and yeah like when he's doing like the super what's it what's is it super gonzo no what is, so what is gonzo when he's it. dressed up like when when Gonzo does like the evil Knievel bit, what's oh who is yeah, who's that? I'm seeing oh, I'm no. seeing
0: a picture of that right now.
1: Like that's a really cool outfit. That's pretty cool.
0: It yeah, might be I, cooler
1: than Scooter's jacket.
0: Yeah, I had a toy of this red velvet Gonzo. Gonzo in this red velvet uh, tuxedo.
1: Oh, that's
0: cute. And uh, yeah.
1: You know, he's really
2: great. Th- well, go ahead. <laughs> no, I would say, to be fair, I do think that the people behind the Muppets do a pretty good job of of selecting their outfits uh, so as to match what their character is like. But mm-hmm. I do agree that, that when Gonzo dresses up in some way, uh, that it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Gonzo... Um, I believe might be the only polygamist um or polyamorous. Oh, like that might be. I know he's got a thing with Cam- Camilla. Is it Camilla? Mm-hmm. And yeah, then Neil. like but he's like also into like all the chickens and they're all into him too, yeah. from what I remember. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because right. they, they like literally flock around him and, and like follow him around, right?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're all like a thing together like the like the whole like all of them are an act and I always get the feeling like that he takes care of them like when you go on the road and it's like when they um I forget in Muppets Take Manhattan I think Gonzo and the chickens do like a road show maybe and like he's got cool. this that like he took care of them like make sure that they were fed and stuff And yeah
0: he's a good Chicken, yeah, dad, chicken,
1: chicken husband. I think I always got the feeling there was a very romantic,
0: yes, um, he and, yeah. it yeah, was romantic, are definitely a couple, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe the, the chickens are also the other, the, the chickens with that didn't get names are also like Gonzo knows,
1: <laughs> them. oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Gonzo knows their names. <laughs> That's it for another episode of the Sweet Podtato podcast. Uh, we would like to thank Bradford of Copper Boogie Music for our amazing theme music and please uh, like and subscribe and tell all your friends about our podcast and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Say bye, Jose.
2: Oh yeah, bye. Oh, yeah.
0: Who love that we never got to our format? <laughs> That's true. I know they want to, to do that every week, but I like the idea of just occasionally, like, oh, we forgot to do our. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, kind of
2: inspired by the fact that we uh, had an idea for a format, but mostly don't follow it. I kind of think it's. I think, I kind of think it would be hilarious if we called it a true crime podcast. <laughs> <so that> people <laughs> find it, and then they're like, "Oh, this just has like a long kind of intro where they're the will eventually get to." Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And
1: then it turns out that the crime that we're pre- we're perpetrating is fraud, and it's, it's awesome just, yeah, wasting like everyone's it. time.